0: I think we're going to be episode forty-two with Chelsea. Yep, forty-two. So this is uh, episode forty-two. Of Utah in the weeds. Yes, I'm Tim Pickett with uh, my friend and co-host of two thousand twenty-one. How you doing, Tim? I'm doing great, Chris.
1: How are you? Well, I'm doing great. I'm doing great, but I'm excited uh, for the episode today. I like talking to patients, Tim. What are your What are your thoughts on some of these patients we've talked to? I, I think it's been really, really informative uh, to bring them on, hear their stories, and find out how similar we are as people. And the, the things where we go through are yeah. so similar. And so, it, you know, it's been helpful to relate a little bit. I don't know what your thoughts are.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think, um, you know, everybody has a different story. And we're kind of building that community that we talk about, that cannabis community in Utah, by talking to real patients, and not only just people who are involved in the industry and growing and things like that, but but the real people, the real end users, because that's why the program was w- was legalized.
1: That's
0: why it was put together. So it's yeah, and- yeah. Plus the destigmatizing the plant requires people to use it. <laughs> And be able to talk about it. And the patients are the best for that. So I'm I'm excited. We have Chelsea Porter here today. Chelsea is a patient of ours in Utah. Welcome, Chelsea.
2: Hi, how are you guys?
1: We're doing good. We're doing good. We're excited to get to know you and get to know your story. I mean, it's funny, right? Like uh you talk about destigmatizing it, Tim. You know, uh you, you look at Chelsea and you wouldn't think, oh, you know, she she's a a cannabis user, right? Like she doesn't fit the stereotype from what I can see. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's no, not, what, not at all. What
2: stereotype do I think? Oh, I don't
1: know. I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, <laughs> I don't know. we're looking at you through the computer screen too. Yeah. So. I don't know. Maybe that wasn't even a, a, a fair thing to say, but it was just, you know, people, people are so quick to judge who, mm-hmm. who uses cannabis, you know, dirt bags or, or, uh, I don't know.
2: Yeah. It's just, I think it's pretty similar to tattoos. Right. So, so you look at people one way that have tattoos and ever changing these days. Yeah. I never really even thought of myself as a patient, even when I was advocating for prop two to pass. Um, but you know, such as life things happen. My reason for using it is for mental health reasons.
0: And you're from here. Yeah.
2: I am. Yeah. I grew up born and raised in West Point, Utah. So,
0: Oh wow. So Yeah. Right here. Yes, West Point. There's not a ton of there wasn't a ton of cannabis users there. I bet when you were growing up,
2: only the hood rats, only the kids uh-huh. that you know were up to no good. And every once in a while, you'd hear about that one kid that grew it and got caught. But
1: the rumor that always went around to scare all the other kids so they wouldn't grow it, right? Mm-hmm. It Was kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, we, gotta mean, we no, got to scare them. I mean, Randy
2: got caught. We got our first. <laughs> We got our first uh, like street light, stoplight, when I was in high school. So it was just churches out there. It was nothing but churches and houses.
0: Churches, houses, no stoplights. So who
1: introduced mm-hmm. you to cannabis, then, Chelsea? I mean, do you was it for fun or for for medicine that you got introduced to it at first?
2: Yeah. So I I left uh, Davis County and went to Los Angeles when I was eighteen for school. Okay. I went to the Fashion Institute out there. And obviously drug use was at my school and I used it recreationally there. And then more so as I was then living in Spain for a year as an au pair and it was more common to use there recreationally. Um, and then it wasn't until I came home. Um, some things had happened in life that gave me some PTSD and I was dealing with those sorts of like undiagnosed symptoms actually. And, um, what I thought was just anxiety. Um, and so I was kind of self treating that way, but I was going to California and picking it up. I was going to Colorado or finding it from anyone who had a hookup here. Um, I didn't necessarily have one myself. Yeah. That's how I started using it and just kind of like self-medicating essentially. And then when prop two passed and things started opening up this year, that's when I started looking into actually doing things legally.
0: When did you realize you were using it to like, was there a time when you, you started to realize, wait, I feel better. I'm not just using this recreationally. Like I feel better when I use this at, or, or my PTSD is not triggered or like, yeah, did so, that, was that a definitive. moment?
2: Yeah. One of the things that happened to me was I would have really vivid nightmares, night terrors, and so I used it at first to just go to sleep. And I guess people who listen, maybe I'm different, but usually when I first started using weed, I um just it was like a nap. You just expected a nap to happen right after you use it, you know. Oh, yeah. You don't really know how to handle the heaviness of your body or do like be functioning. <laughs> So I would use it as like a sleep aid. And then it got to the point where, so I had a really great roommate and she would essentially carry me up to my bedroom from the couch where I'd come home from work, where I was busy and enjoying like the distraction, come home and not really be able to sit with my thoughts and feelings and things. And so I would just essentially sedate myself with like my vape pen. And so that's when I knew I'm like, oh, okay, like this is me avoiding things that need to be addressed instead of just going out and having fun.
1: What are your family and friends? I mean, are they pretty supportive of your cannabis use or is it kind of like just kind of quiet or or uh, how's that working out?
2: So it's been an interesting kind of path. I haven't talked to everyone about it. I only told my mom la- like late last year that I was using it because they're both. My parents are both really active in the church still, the Mormon church. And so I didn't know how they would feel about it. I knew my dad had um, partaken in the 70s, but I didn't know to like what extent or anything. And so I knew that he may think like that's the way I'm using it solely and have some stigma tied to it in his brain, as well as with my mom. My friends were pretty aware as they were. Some of them were people I was doing it with recreationally. But I've been a lot more open about just my life in general because right before I started like self-medicating to the point where I was just on the couch, I was actually put into uni for my mental health. Um, That's the mental hospital up at the University of Utah Mm -hmm. here. I knew that that was when I was going to stop like faking how I felt and telling people lies and things like that. And if they couldn't handle where I was, then they didn't need to be in my team. Um, and not everyone can handle it and that's okay, but I needed people that were going to be able to do whatever I needed them to do for me so that I could have that support. So I wasn't suicidal anymore so that I've just been straightforward and I'm like, this is what helps me. I'm back on Zoloft too, which helps in a different aspect. Um, I do feel like marijuana just kind of gives me like that, like you guys have talked about it in a few episodes too, just kind of like that bliss feeling. Sure. So it's almost like a break from the constant sadness that I feel, even though like things are going well in life. I just have clinical depression. And so I really enjoy when I'm able to kind of just sit, even in my own apartment, hang out with my dog (laughs) with quarantine and feel uplifted and good instead of like, oh, this sucks, but I don't know why.
0: Chelsea, um, I've read your article. Okay. Which article? love what matters this okay uh, yeah this is you right this is me you want to talk about this a little bit this is this is a bit like it's kind of the big deal you're not um it's not that you're not forthcoming about this talk to me a little bit about this article do you want to talk about it
2: yeah i do sorry i'm getting emotional um So I was born with one finger on my left hand. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Was not expecting this to be this heavy right off the bat. Um, So I was born with one finger on my left hand, which I've become to call it my limb difference. I grew up calling it a deformity and a disability, a handicap, all those things. You know, I was, I was blessed with the family I have and the people around me that stuck up for me when things got tough. Cause there's a lot of, oh, stop crying. (laughs) There's a lot of really good people out in the world that really make up for the the few crappy ones that you come in contact with. You know, I think that article has such an emotional tie to me because it's basically just me, all of like my worst moments in life in one article but so many great things have happened and i've i'm part of a community now thanks to social media allowing me to get in contact with others who have limb differences who just know what it's like to go through the day-to-day struggles of not being able to open your bag of cereal or screwing open the milk you know it's just the little things like that that can kind of pile up especially on a bad day and just kind of break your back. Depression has run in my family though. So I've just had that kind of in my genetics. And then it's the trials that go along with living with a limb difference and just everyone has issues, you know, like we all go through hard times, but I think my limb difference definitely played a big part in my mental health as an adult and as a child.
0: Oh, I'm I'm sure it played a played a role the, the whole time right the and you talk about you know having a functional there's these functional things that you talk about right opening the jar or things like that but that that's just a piece because then you have to then you have to leave home as a child go to school mm-hmm. right that's a whole nother, the social aspect of of life with a limb difference like yours is um yes. yeah everybody everybody has their challenges. Not everybody is born with a limb difference. So don't discount that.
2: Okay. Yeah. I do think I am very fortunate though to have been born with it instead of um, lost my digits, my other digits in an accident. I am grateful for that aspect, but you're right. I should, I shouldn't discount my difference. I shouldn't do that.
0: (laughs) Well, I just, you know, I, That's it's like, I have my struggles, but I don't have yours, you know? Right. So this is really a cannabis podcast, but this (laughs) is such a huge part of how you got involved. Mm -hmm. I I would imagine in this cannabis, in this cannabis world from the, um, and you know, here's the real life of our, of our podcasting. You can hear my dog in the background, probably, Mm -hmm. um, this cannabis world, did you,
2: how do we tie them together?
0: Yeah. How do you tie these two things together?
2: (laughs) I said this to a coworker. She says, you should say that in the podcast because it was unintentional, but it goes hand in hand to me, my mental health, my limb difference and the medicine I take to make my life good. You know, like how, because I have mental health issues, because Some of those stem from being born with a limb difference and actively being an advocate for limb differences. It will impact my mental health and the things that come up with that. However, if it wasn't for cannabis, I wouldn't be doing as well as I am today.
0: That's a big statement, I think, for people to to hear because cannabis has been kept from us for so long as a medicine, right? As a legitimate medicine. So here's somebody who's grows up here in Utah, is born with a limb difference, you know, goes through traumatic events in, you know, your late teens, early 20s, thinks about all kinds of really terrible things to do to yourself frankly. And um yeah. and yet finds a natural a, a plant-based medicine that's that's relatively safe. Yeah. You know, and 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 you can use it and feel better.
2: Not only that, um it's helped me get out of a really terrible eating disorder because of the munchy aspect that comes from cannabis.
1: Wait, how did it help it helped you get away? It seemed like it would make you want to eat more of the food there.
2: So my eating disorder was not eating. Oh, not eating. Yeah. Uh huh. And so when I'd get extra sad or extra anxious, my appetite would go away. And then I just was malnourished and it gives you just kind of like that guilt free. Like you don't even remember until you see all the rappers the next morning, the damage <laughs> you did. No, it helped me. Like whenever I was like, okay, you don't want to eat, but you got to, and you don't want to make yourself feel sick. So we just need a little bit of cannabis so that we can Go eat that big meal and feel good. And, or it's not even a big, it seemed like a big meal. It was just a regular sized meal.
0: Chris, did you know this, that on average cannabis users are less, are thinner. They have a lower BMI than, than non-cannabis users. Really? Meaning, yeah, we, we're not fat people, huh. right? <laughs> yeah. Like we don't overeat. It's, it's kind of a weird, um, it's a weird thing I like to bring up when people are really worried about, uh, eating a lot. Like it works it's so good for nausea and for like getting the munchies in certain strains are better than others for adding that too. But in general, it doesn't tend to make people gain weight unless it's something on your mind or it's something that you're using cannabis for, right? which is, you know, there's a little Tim's tidbits right there. (laughs) Chelsea, what do you do now? As far as like, um, you were involved in, were you involved in prop two?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, at least, advocated for it I voted for it you know yeah talked about it very vocally on all my social media platforms you know just I mean that's just kind of how I was raised was encouraged to advocate for those things you believe in but yeah I, I would like to think that I had a part in passing that law
1: did you think it would pass in Utah honestly because I, I mean I didn't you know I didn't think Utah would ever have medical cannabis.
2: I definitely was surprised because, I mean, we're all hopeful, right? But then you're like, well, they're going to do what they're going to do. That episode you guys have with uh, Stormy Simon, who talks about how, like, why didn't we just vote on the edited version of the bill? You know, like, that would have been fair.
0: Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't totally seem fair. What changes would you like to see now, Chelsea?
2: I would like to see more... Conditions on the list. I think it shouldn't just be to things that other people have deemed severe enough. I've gone through that on my own, trying to get a prosthesis. Why are people with two full functioning hands trying to build me a hand that they think will be best? You know what I mean? Like they have no idea what it's like living my life. And why are people who are claiming to be so mentally stable, resisting medicine that is proven to help people with X, Y, and Z? Why, why don't they get it?
0: Yeah, You make a very good argument there. Like you got you have no idea if cannabis will help me. Why do you get to decide? Yeah, why, and why that's do the they? thing we're
2: learning about it is that it's impacting everyone so differently. So why not give that person the option to see if it will help them?
0: I I couldn't agree more. I think Chris and I are, we're fans of that right there. And I totally agree with that. Like, here's a safe, here is a relatively safe substance that you can try. And if it works, okay, then that's fine. And it doesn't work for everybody. I'm sure you could come up with a couple of times when, or a couple of scenarios when you wouldn't want to take cannabis. Isn't that kind of what they do
1: though with prescriptions? It's kind of like here, take this. Let's see if this works. Let's see if this works, right? Like
2: this is but then exactly it what comes they with like a whole thirty second commercial of things that are gonna uh-huh. happen to you. Yeah, that are really bad.
1: Yeah, it's like <laughs> you know? yeah, right, but nobody says anything about those things, right? And it's like no,
0: I'm no, like- and uh, yeah, not at all. So, what's your favorite? Like, what do you use now for? Like what's your, what's your regimen? What do you, what do you what's use? Your setup? Chelsea? What's your setup?
2: It kind of varies. Yeah, what do we
0: ask? Chris, like, is that it? Like, what's your setup? I don't know. It sounded good.
2: <laughs> it's your concoction. Um, yeah. What's
0: your concoction?
2: I, it just depends on kind of where I'm at financially because it is quite expensive and, what's what I'm treating. Um, I feel like it kind of ebbs and flows what I'm treating with um, things that are going on in my life. I use it every single night to keep the night terrors away. When I stopped using it for a period, that's when they started to come back. Um, I work retail during COVID during holidays. So I came home a few days, just completely busted mentally and just feeling like I don't know how I'm going to go back to work tomorrow. You know, it's just crazy working at a mall during all of this and as a manager as well. And so you have that responsibility of a lot of people and that weighs on you mentally. Being away from family over holidays was a lot. So what I'm using now is depending on how bad I'm feeling, edibles tend to do a better trick for me just because it's a little bit stronger and lasts a little bit longer. Um, sometimes I'll pair that with my vape pen because I need a little bit more instant <laughs> help than like the hour and a half to two hours it takes for that edible to kick in. And then I have my tincture shirt that I use every day before I go to work just because it's very low in THC but high in CBD it kind of just helps me get out of bed, get showered, go to work and do the things that we got to do to be functioning adults.
0: How did you come to this regimen? How long did it take you to to decide that okay, this is kind of what I this is kind of what I do?
2: It was pretty quick just because I was already had one kind of cuz mm-hmm.
0: and you I, already knew how to use cannabis in general.
2: Yeah, I will say the biggest difference I found was that the products I'm getting from the dispensaries here, because it's medicinal, versus recreational dispensaries out in Southern California, for example, I just have higher CBD in my stuff now. And I really can see the impact from that, um, instead of it just being kind of like a mental escape.
0: Yeah, you're you're talking about using high dose CBD to to lower dose THC, yeah. and especially when you talk about a morning dose, that's that seems to work better for you. In general, I we've talked about this before, but it, it seems to be CBD. The more psychological the issue, the more CBD helps. Really, um, with THC, right? Like. The more physical, this is totally anecdotal, um, <laughs> but it really simplifies things to start with, I think, right? Is the more physical the ailment, the more THC is your go-to. The more mental your ailment, the more CBD you need to mix in, hmm. because, just because of the way CBD kind of works as the buffer as a rule of thumb. So it's not, so I guess I'm not, I'm not super surprised. Sometimes I'm surprised when people say things that, that like follow what I think and follow kind of the book (laughs) and the evidence. I'm like, Oh wow, that's in the book, but it shouldn't surprise us, I guess. Do you have a favorite strain?
2: No. And I'm going to be so honest that it's probably going to be embarrassing when this comes out, but I couldn't really tell you what a strain is I am still so so new to actually educating myself on the things I'm using instead of just getting my hands on whatever I can that I feel like I learn so much when I'm at the dispensary at the clinic but that I don't quite know what information to trust on the internet if it's not from like your guys's websites and quite frankly, I wish I had more money to spend in the dispensaries to figure out what would work best for me. Cause I know there's like, I go to wholesome co in Bountiful. I've never been to any other dispensaries. I just instantly felt welcomed and loved there. And so I just have continued to go there. And I know there's a, a flower that helps with PTSD symptoms Um, but then I've also been looking into like those vaporizers because I'd like to get more towards those instead of the vape pens, because I could get more of those medical properties from the plant at the different temperatures and doing it that way versus I feel like the high temperatures of like the pens almost burn the back of my throat, or I can feel it in my lungs later in the day. So just trying to get to like a better way of, breaking down the plant to help me in a better way. And honestly, listening to the podcast has helped educate me a ton and just the more I go to the dispensary, but then again, you have to pay cash there and if you just don't have it in your bank account, you kind of have to use what you have home at home and just make things make things work.
1: <laughs> well, I get that. I've been there, yeah.
0: Yeah, I totally get it and this is yeah we're all it's like, I have no response to that. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> it is. It's expensive. And, uh, you know, in a vaporizer, a good vaporizer, you'll love listening to, to, uh, Valerie from last week's episode, you know, talk a lot about vaporizers and what types and why the different temperatures. And you're right. It's, I say, treat the, treat the dispensary more like a convenience store, more like a Maverick than a Costco, you know, go buy something that's Go buy a little bit and then try it out and see if, see if you like it. Keep a journal. That's a
1: yeah. good idea. It's a good idea. We should, everybody should be keeping a journal for this
0: stuff.
2: I've been keeping a journal with the tinctures.
0: Yeah. A journal with the tinctures.
2: Yeah. Um, instead of, but that's only because I am completely gone by the time I'm done with my pen or an edible, but the tincture I can kind of track cause I'm going to work and I'm up and I'm functioning. Whereas the pen and the edibles are more for like sedation and severe calming so i kind of know that those are going to do what they need to do but i need to monitor the dosage and that for the tincture for me to go to work can't be walking into work running a team high you know nah. <laughs>
0: no i mean you could some people do it maybe you could run a run a country <laughs> This is this is so fascinating, Chris. Yeah. Because I, I I love the different people that we get to talk to.
1: It's interesting because they all kind of have a difference, but then like I said in the beginning of this, we all have similarities.
0: Yeah, like so with Chelsea, yeah. I'm, I mean like I'm fascinated because you're you really are not you're not a newbie, right? I mean, like you know what you're doing, but you don't need obviously you don't need to know the names of the strains. You just need to have access to good products at a reasonable price, obviously. And, and that's now what you get. You feel like the consistency you like, it sounds like you really like the consistency of being able to go to wholesome and, and, and get the same thing kind of every time know what you're getting.
2: Well, and the staff there is just so friendly. I think that's a huge part of the whole experience. I even said it on a video for your guys' Instagram, you know, like I was expecting it to I was walking into someplace similar to a place that you'd walk into, maybe on base, with people with like button up, you know, business shirts and slacks. And I was like gonna have to prove why I have PTSD and need marijuana to get me through the nights. You know, um that's what I was expecting. And I walked in with open arms diversity, and just casual people who are there to openly discuss mental health without any stigma. What can we do to help you? Here's how you do it. They walk you through the process. And then you go to the dispensary. It's guarded with guards and it's kind of intimidating. Those guards are the nicest people I've ever met. And everyone just was so kind walking you in. Because you look, you look like you've never been in one before. Like you don't know how it's going, where to go. Um, The first three times I forgot I needed to get money out for cash. Um, Do they have an ATM there? They do.
0: I think they do. Mm -hmm.
2: They would be like, you can bring your dog in. And I'm like, nah, (laughs) I'll just get my stuff. It's so nice. They're so nice there. And so it's almost like Mm -hmm. every time I go back to get my medicine, I get to see my friends. Maybe they don't feel the same way, but I do.
1: (laughs) No, wholesome's great. Wholesome's great. They do have great people, great location. Yeah, absolutely. What would you tell somebody that say is listening to this podcast? Maybe they're on the fence of trying medical cannabis, you know, trying it out, but they're they're kind of not sure. What would you tell them? Do you have any words of wisdom or advice or anything, Chelsea?
2: You're not alone. I think a lot of groups of people, lots of groups of people need to be told they're not alone. There's always people out there that you could talk to that have been in a similar situation as you. And it's kind of a nerve wracking thing. Um, We're making history right now. And we get to be a part of that and pave the way as well. But it takes courage and bravery to be a part of something like that because it's so much easier to just go along with what everyone else thinks, go to your doctor, get prescribed, Lortab, whatever it is. You may get addicted, you may not, but that's still socially acceptable than to be smoking weed or ingesting weed, however you're doing it because of the stigma behind it. When really opioids are killing people left and right here, and it's just devastating. I think you always have someone if even if like your community that you're in feels like you're gonna get kicked out or judged for it, whatever that community is, there's one waiting for you and we want you to be well, whatever that looks like.
0: That's well put. There's always a community waiting for you that wants you to be wants you to feel better. Mm-hmm.
1: I think I don't know. That's a good place to probably even, even in the episode, Tim. I don't know. What do you think? Unless do you have any other questions for her, or or do you have anything more you want to mention, Chelsea? Why the microphone's still hot here, or anything you want to talk about?
2: I'm sorry, I cried. No, don't
0: ap- don't apologize. <laughs> no, that's, don't that's be. Part I'm sorry you. that I bring. Uh, you know, I I wanted to get into the conversation a little bit before b- before uh, and and see if you were going to bring it up.
2: I honestly didn't. I had just had so much on my list of things I wanted to talk about that it kind of spaced, honestly. I think I've touched all of them at this point, though.
0: Yeah. That's great. It's been fun having you on. Yeah. Do you, uh, you.
2: is there,
1: is there a way, any way, like, let's, if a listener wanted to connect with you, is there a possible way they could connect with you, an email address or website or anything?
2: Yeah. So um, I'm pretty active on Instagram. So if they wanted to follow me, follow me, I'm at who the chell with underscores in between all of that. Okay. And I've been talking more and more about my limb difference and kind of just giving people a look into that because it's not who I am, but it's a big part of who I am. And I want to be able to educate people and help make the world a nicer place for kids like me so that if i can help kids avoid situations i've been in because of ignorance that i can do that for those kids and that that would be enough for me as well as i just feel like i've kind of had enough shit handed to me in life that i can be an advocate for a few things and that's sexual assault victims that's mental health awareness and suicide prevention you know I think the more we talk about these things that are difficult to talk about, the the better off we'll all be.
1: Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. How can uh, how can listeners connect with you, Tim, if they're interested in uh, finding out more about cannabis or getting their medical card or any of that good stuff?
0: Yeah, um, utahmarijuana.org is the place to, uh, you know, find out about the, you know, the medical cannabis program here in Utah, more information about how to become a patient or what, conditions qualify like Chelsea's. Also, we're putting up utahmarijuana.org slash podcast will be the home, the new home of Utah in the weeds from an online standpoint. That should be rip-roaring ready to go soon. I'm excited for that. I'm I'm really excited. It will be easy for everybody to access everything and
1: listen to some of the back episodes because I mean, especially for the new people that are finding this podcast, go through some of the back episodes. I mean, there's like, what, 40-something before this one. So there's some good conversations in there, a lot to learn. So go listen to some of those. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if that's how you listen. And go check out my other podcast, I Am Salt Lake Podcast, I am Saltlake.com. We've been having some fun conversations. Um, just go check out the website. Go check that out. Yeah, subscribe to this podcast, Utah on the Weeds, if you haven't, because we're here every week. We've been doing a pretty good job of that, Tim. We haven't missed a week.
0: No, I think we're I think we're well on our way now. Do you remember when we were missing weeks all those in the beginning? It was like,
1: gosh, we missed another week. You know, it's like I know did, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's getting a little easier and it's just as fun. Um, but we've definitely started having started putting some episodes down. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about I'm excited about 2021 putting all these out. I'm very excited. Any final words Chelsea or anything you want to say?
2: No, thank you so much for having me on. You bet.
0: All right, everybody, stay safe out there.